for something like that. Okay, excellent. Thank you. And, and it's pretty, actually, it's a lot more basic um, than some would lead you to believe. Um, I've done live remote viewing sessions on the air, Marilyn, and we've had amazing success with that. Yeah. Really yeah. a lot of fun, too, especially when you don't think, oh, gosh, am I going to get this right? Am I going to be able to? And then you then the target is revealed and you realize how accurate you were. Um, and, and the main thing that I can tell you, caller on, on the line here, uh, it, what remote viewers teach is trust the information that comes. So if right, you're wanting yeah. to go to a location, say you want to go to the pyramids and you want to go to the Great Pyramid at Giza, I'm just taking an example. Um, and then you would, uh, look at the picture of the pyramids. And then you would do everything you normally do to get out of your body and then just trust that when you travel beyond the places that you know, just trust that you will end up at the Great Pyramid at Giza. But, you know, another thing I would um, just throw out there is consider um, being open to traveling to other realms because mm -hmm. I think that um, if you keep your travels earthbound, your uh, out-of-body travels will not become nearly as meaningful. <laughs> that is such an important point. I'm so glad that you, you interjected with that. Uh, because <laughs> the realms that are out there are, are almost beyond our imagination and the yes, and those are. beings out there that we can interact with, although it is a lot of fun to see places <laughs> that you've never been before, but you can go to uh, these other realms that are out there, other levels of the astral, and those places, I'm sorry to say, are far more interesting than Earth. <laughs> yes, yes, and there is so much to be attained in terms of, you know, soul evolution and knowledge and wisdom and the purpose for which we are here. So, you know, keep that in mind and be open to that as well, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and if you're curious, you know, search remote viewing lessons on YouTube and, and you'll find it there. There are some excellent there. classes on YouTube. Yeah, there, are. there sure are. There really, they really are. And remote viewing is, you know, far simpler uh, than some would make it out to be. It's not all that complicated. The one thing I remember the most is trust the information, trust the process, trust what comes to you, uh, you know, because you're acting as a, like a conduit for the information coming in. So right, just trying to add my little bit, try to be helpful. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, another call. If, uh, if you'll indulge us on one more of call. Course. All right. Sure. On the phone, you're on the air with Marilyn Hughes. Welcome to the show. Hello. Is it I? It just might Hello? be. It just may be. <laughs> oh. Hi, Heather. Hi, Marilyn. My name is Jack. Hi there. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Okay. I want to ask a serious question and I want to preface it by saying, I don't want to insult anybody by being challenging and having people assume I'm making something up because I'm serious as a heart attack. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Marilyn, I'm curious, <clears throat> not for myself, but I'm asking for a friend. I'm curious about what kind of explorations people do with uh, sexually stimulating adventures in the astral or the dream realm. <clears throat> I met somebody who's kind of interested in this kind of thing. And I'm wondering how common is that? <laughs> 
that seems like a kind of a waste of time. But then again, maybe not. I don't know. Mm. Okay. Um, it's actually a good question. Um, um, a lot of people will kind of play around with that in the astral realm. And it is a waste of time. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is a waste of time because what happens is people get really distracted by it. But um, it the, the reason it's a really good question is because the sexual expression that people are experiencing in the astral is the cusp of something that leads to something much greater. Um, which is um, the actual divine union. And this is this is you know I'm kind of jumping from a very base level uh, astral sex type thing to what is going to become a divine union with God if someone is actually following you know the purification, discrimination, discipline pathways towards this divine union with God that eventually happens. And, you know, what What does occur over time is that when someone is working towards ecstasy, samadhi, these types of experiences, you are going to experience an orgasm in the mystical realm. But you have to move, you learn how to move through that orgasm because if you cannot do that, you can't go higher where you will actually move through a peaceful vibration, which then takes you to this higher ecstatic, which is a higher form of the orgasm, which leads to this divine union, which is um, a much higher expression of this orgasmic type experience, which is this ecstasy, which leads to this uh, you know, this bridal mysticism. I wrote a book on bridal mysticism as well. Um, so what happens is people play around with this, this astral sex and it becomes a complete diversion. They end up just kind of staying in the astral realm. Mm -hmm. But actually what they're not realizing is it's not bad because it's sex. It's bad because they're not progressing the the sexual experience the orgasm the uh unitive experience is a very profound experience of love that is the divining the the completion the the unitive experience that brings all things together between God and man. And so there's, you know, the, the, in the Christian tradition, there's this idea of mystical union and the, the transforming union between um, the soul and God. And there is this, this uh, it's almost like if you think of I'm tr I'm doing this thing with my hands that I'm trying to <laughs> trying to describe this spiraling of the soul as it's spiraling upwards towards this union with God, and there is the the orgasm and the energy of the orgasm is part of that, but the but this energy has to actually 
be transcended into a higher, finer frequency as it rises up to this divine union where it transcends into something much greater. But when this, when, when, when people and souls focus on this um, astral sex, they are distracted in a few different ways. One is, first of all, they are bringing a bunch of attachments with just random souls, and they're usually contaminated souls. This is not a purifying thing. It's a contaminating thing. They're bringing attachments. So there's these uh, things that are holding them to the ground, so to speak. Uh, these things hold them into the astral plane. These are things that are not um, going to um, allow for their soul to actually rise to a higher attainment or sphere. The purification process is actually a refinement of this, um, this uh, sexual energy. It requires that. So there is a, there is a sexual nature that comes out of this. There's, there's a uniting of the masculine and the divine feminine as the soul is moving upwards. It's very hard to describe. <laughs> well, what I'm getting from you is that might be a nice experience, but don't stay there. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, I, I do try to pay attention. Uh, thank you very much for the call because it is important, uh, question. And, you know, it is very tempting to experience that. It is very tempting to want to have an out of body experience yeah. with someone that you know and, uh, and maybe someone that you care a great deal about and then experience that. And it, I see it as a little bit of a, a little bit of a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. And, you know, I'm writing a book right now called The Lord of the Redemption. It's the third in the Redemption series. And it will discuss this process in depth. It's, oh. um, it explains it much better in words than, uh, uh, you know, I write better than I speak sometimes. And this is one of those subjects where it, I can write it much better than I can explain it. Oh, so. you're doing just fine. Don't even worry <laughs> about that. You're doing absolutely just fine. But in my mind, uh, that question and, you know, some of the other aspects that we instantly think of when we hear the term out-of-body experience falls into the category of the novelty of it. Yes. Uh, when there's so much more to it, it's sort of like uh, to link it to psychedelics. You can take a, a you know a tab of acid and you can just party, or you can take a tab of acid and have a shamanic, spiritual, transformative, transcendent experience that changes you forever and gets you closer in touch with the energies of the earth, the energies in the heavens, and all of these sort of things. So, you know, it can be looked at as a novelty, but again, I agree with you, um, maybe something to experience, a spiritual stepping stone, if you will, but don't stay there. Yeah, and if you've experienced it, definitely don't, um, you know, dwell on it or feel bad about it. Everyone right. has experienced it for sure. If you're in the astral state, just don't look at it as something to pursue. You, you know, this is part of you don't want to develop attachments. You want to actually you're throwing away attachments as you're moving 
towards the purification and towards God. You're um, not taking things like that along with you. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, that definitely covers it. Um, let me see here. Just the question from the looking glass from Adrian in Connecticut. She says here, I have not practiced OBEs. I have experienced them. One was unusual. I was viewing my OBE body from, a, excuse me, from a slightly elevated position. Uh, it was being pushed against a wall in a dimly lit room by nearby negative human spirits. I felt the dread that body was experiencing. What the heck was that about? God, that almost sounds like, now wait a minute, I was viewing my OBE body from a slightly elevated position. So is she looking at her you know, spirit body from from another location? Does that mean the spirit body is then split somehow? I'm lost here, Marilyn. It seems like that's what she might be saying. And it sounds like she was being oppressed by some type of either astral plane entities. Um, she was being pushed. Is that what she said? Yes, it says here, uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? She felt uh, dread. I was being pushed. It was that OBE body, so out of her body, not physical body, was being pushed against a wall in a dimly lit room by nearby negative human spirits. I felt the dread that that body was experiencing. Okay, yeah, and you know, often in the astral plane, it's going to be lit as if by twilight, and so the dimly lit room is pretty typical in the astral plane, and it sounds like she was being oppressed by some uh, spirits in the astral plane. And you know, the astral plane, and this is one of the things that I try to clarify for people, astral projection, astral travel is different than out-of-body travel. Astral travel refers to fourth realm travel, which is that overlapping realm around the third dimension. And that is a realm that, you know, we, we have, you know, some, we have this, uh, you know, this, uh, it's a combination of, it's a mortal realm. So it's, you've got good entities, bad entities, and in between entities. You do have ghosts and lost souls, wandering spirits. And so you do have oppressive spirits in the astral plane. It's when you get to the fifth realm and above that you have the lighted beings. And so in out-of-body travel, you're, you're working more with the multi, multi-dimensional worlds. You can, in out-of-body travel, you can be in anywhere from the heavens, hells, and purgatories, and that's multi-dimensional. So astral is referring specifically to that specific realm. So she was being oppressed by um, some spirits in the astral realm, and, and of course she felt dread. Um, and that would be something where I would be putting out some prayer for some protection, asking her guardian angels for some guidance as to who these spirits are and for liberation from them and if there's anything she needs to know. You know, like, for instance, you had mentioned as well, like you have a friend who has an oppressive spirit in the house. These are things that you want to um, be praying for, answers for, to find out, um, because these things are not good to have around. Um, they can be um, bad for your soul. 
um, uh, it's important to find out, uh, in, in her case, it sounds like these are oppressive astral spirits. Mm. So simply praying for assistance from a guardian angel and asking for liberation. You can even pray the St. Michael prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, St. Michael, the archangel, is very good at liberation from these types of things. Um, if you're dealing with a haunting, you're going to have to do, it's going to take a little bit more work. And so a little bit more work and study on that is often required mm-hmm. to um, liberate a place from a haunting situation like that. When you're dealing with an oppression like that of what seemed to be like possibly wandering spirits, you can call in the help of your guardian angels. St. Michael is excellent, but you want to do some prayer for protection from that mm. and getting them out um, as quickly as possible because that's going to be bad for you spiritually, um, definitely for your mental health. It's going to affect your your state of mind and all kinds of stuff like that. You definitely don't want that around. Sometimes, you know, when people have, when you become aware of stuff like that, you also want to pray for the souls that you are aware of. So Mm -hmm. you can do that because when you become aware of uh, ghosts, lost souls, things like that, you want to put out prayer for their ability to cross over when you can, but you also have to do everything possible to make sure that you and your family, and especially when there are children involved, are being protected first. That's the most important thing from any type of uh, situation like that. And so uh, that's really important. Um, well, so it's, in her- it's seen in people <clears throat> that do experience hauntings or some kind of activity like that, and then they instantly pray, and the activity stops. Right. Yeah, sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. It just depends on, you know, the uh, level of the activity and what you are dealing with. Mm. Um, you know, uh, some hauntings are ghosts or wandering spirits or lost souls. And sometimes they might be related to something more serious. You know, I have a couple books. One is Ghosts and Lost Souls and one is uh, Spiritual Warfare, um, Angels and Demons. And uh, those can help you to identify what you might be dealing with more um in those kinds of situations, when you're dealing with something that might be more principality or power, it's going to require a little more effort. But yes, you definitely prayer is a big help when you're dealing with um, a ghost or wandering spirit, lost soul. Prayer is going to help usually. Um Okay. A lot of the time, yeah, you just gotta you gotta find out what the what the reason is for the uh, for that soul to be attached to the place, um, and if you know if you have a you know if you have any type of evil intent, the if you have an evil intent, then it becomes a little bit more difficult. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So this is uh, when I hear people refer to the lower astral plane, that's what they're talking about. Some of it is the lower astral, but you also can have things that are worse than that. So, oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. So it's not all sweetness and light out there. 
No, not all sweetness and light. Okay. But the <laughs> aim, the aim is to get above those levels, right? If I'm understanding right. you, I mean, that might be some of the, yes, the first levels definitely. we encounter, but we're aiming past that. Right. We want to try to, and that's why, that's why we want to, um, f- you know, because a lot of, a lot of what we're doing when we're just astral traveling, ironically, you know, when, when our one previous caller called about traveling the earth, when you travel the earth, you're traveling in the astral plane. Um, it's when you want to start traveling into other realms, higher realms above that, the realms five and above, mm-hmm. that you're going to start going into the realms of light. And that's where you're going to be entering into the realms of knowledge where you're going to learn things. You're going to be taught things. And uh, so that is really where you want to start shooting to go because you're going to uh, – I mean, that's really where where it all kind of begins. You're, you, some of your training, some of your learning does happen in the astral realms. And honestly, a lot of, uh, you know, it depends on what your calling and your destiny is. My particular training, a lot of it had to do in the purgatorial or in the lower hell realms as well, just because of things I was being asked to do. So I had to do some training in those paces too um just because you know cre- we creation continues to create and we are always asked to give back to creation what creation gives to us so i had to learn to assist souls in various states of evolution and that was part of how i was asked to give back and so uh you can read about all that in all my books and um and so I learned a lot that way but um when you are taken into those spaces you want to go there with the proper protection that is afforded when you are asked to go for that sort of purpose because mm-hmm. when you go there for that for the with in that way then you are it's a very different thing than when you just kind of go there out of curiosity. You're, you're, when you go there out of curiosity, it's more likely to be things can go wrong. Whereas if you go there because you have been directed to do so for this specific soul, for this reason, and it's directed by the eternal, mm-hmm. it is a God directed mission, then you have a certain level of protection. And even then, you know, there are, challenges and there are dangers but you have a certain level of protection but yes you want to try to be aware of the fact that um, the astral plane is the astral plane and it is a place of good and evil and lots of gray areas and so there is oppression and there is um, that sort of stuff in there Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. And so there is a lot to learn about that. And, you know, the Mysteries of the Redemption really teaches you a lot about that. So, you know, it really does kind of lay out a pretty good map for you of some of these realms. Yeah, and I think that's important for anybody diving in and, you know, some conflicting information out there. And the terms appear to be interchangeable, and apparently they're not interchangeable. Um, well, ha- one last question, 
Sure. Just one more. Just one more. Because <laughs> this is so wild to me. So this is Linda in Ontario. And she says this, oddly enough, I was going to try some traveling and then we just completely got consumed by a major lightning storm. I wonder if I can use this to help me. I'm loving the information Marilyn always brings to the table. Uh, any, any, why, you know, she, is this just a coincidence? Um, she's wanting to do some traveling out of body and then boom, big lightning storm. Can she harness that lightning? Does she even have to worry about that lightning storm? Um, are these things even related? That's a good question. You know, um, Honestly, on that, I don't know. You know, um, in the in the out of body travel state, you know, I've seen uh, lightning as the prayers going from earth to heaven. So maybe she can. You know, <laughs> maybe she can. Mm. Um, you know, um, I've never tried to do that. So you know, let us know if it works. Well, I would love to see what lightning looks like when I'm out of my body. I bet that is an incredible visual. It's very, very beautiful. And you know, um, when it was, when I saw it, when I see it from that view, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> it's, um, it's just a chain of lightning coming from earth to heaven as the prayers of the people. Wow. Very powerful, very powerful. Wow. And then we recently just had that crazy intense lightning storm in Washington, D.C., where that big bolt of lightning hit the Washington Monument. You know, that uh, could be telling us something there. Really, really interesting. Wow. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Just sort of just odd. Just a weird thing. Just kind of odd. Well, Linda, I would say the decision to uh, to travel <laughs> In a lightning storm is yours, and energy is energy, right? And lightning yeah. is incredibly uh, uh, concentrated energy. So, well, you know, too, one of the things I experienced in my out of body travel adventures was you go through these um, experiences where you are initiated into several forms of life. So, you know. I apologize. I'm getting a cough here. <laughs> yeah, we both did tonight. That's really weird. That's but, um, kind of odd. It's just an odd night. Through, like blades of grass and different types of things, you know, then you experience the life in a mountain. And I imagine that you could also experience the life in a Bolton as well, you know. And so I would imagine that um, it could also, you know, be utilized in that way. Um, I'm certain, you know, that you could, in the out-of-body travel thing, you know, literally jump into a bolt of lightning and experience oh. that. It would be beautiful. I, I'm sure it would be an amazing experience, you know, because I remember, too, I w once I was taken to experience, uh, just become part of Saturn's rings, just to see and experience that. And another time I was allowed to meld into the surface of a star, you know, and these are things where we, um, we, 
become different aspects of life um, so that we we it's it's part of understanding how all things are one mm-hmm. you know and how all life does flow through all forms of life and that all these forms of life truly are us and we are they and it, and it's just a really powerful thing because you know i mean if you can experience life on the surface of a star i'm sure you can also jump onto the bolt of lightning and I say, go for it. Well, you know, the the indigenous people, uh, Native Americans and First Nations people have been telling us for, you know, ever since we first made contact with them, or at least the, you know, the um, uh, Western world met uh, or the old world met the new world. They've been trying to tell us everything has a spirit the yes. creek has a spirit. The mountain has a spirit. The bird yes. has a spirit and they talk. Um, you know, I even had, uh, uh, old Indian, Miwok Indian friend of mine tell me that, uh, his truck had a spirit. And I went, what? But, uh, because he would talk to his truck, you know, and, and so every object comes from our earth. You know, everything, even the plastic and whatnot, this all comes from our earth. And so therefore, this is how he explained it to me. Therefore, every object that you will come into uh, contact with has a spirit and talk to those spirits. And so uh, if if we can communicate with the earth, air, um, fire and water, why wouldn't we then be able to communicate with the lightning? Right, exactly. That's... And, you know, ironically, how, you know, ironically then looking at how the lightning was shown to me as our communication with God, our prayers <clears throat> traveling from the earth to the heavens. And so not only that we wouldn't communicate with the lightning, but that lightning is already communication, you know. Wow. Wow. God, I mean, what a question to end us on here. What a note (laughs) to end us on. You know, that is talk about ending on a high note. (laughs) Wow, that is incredible. Gosh, I just really want to thank everybody tonight for your questions, for your calls. Nice callers. It was great. All these questions. I loved them. Yeah, yeah, it really is something. Uh, And I want to thank Linda in Ontario for that particular question. Adrian in Connecticut, you know, and if I have missed anybody, especially Mike in Montana with his question about spirits, if I've missed anybody, it's only because it's late and I'm absent-minded. I really have enjoyed the show tonight, Marilyn. Oh, my God. Me and, too. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Oh, yeah. God, if you uh, if you will put up with me, I will continue to bring you back on this show just as many times. I would as, love it. I would love it. welcome to, to come on. And, you know, it's not very often. I don't even know when I've ever ran into a guest that says, yes, I've written, you know, a hundred books and they're all free. You just don't run across that. 
very often <laughs> in this world. So, you know, it's amazing. And uh, we've got some of Marilyn Hughes' books linked up at thekingdomofnide.com. Uh, the Mysteries of the Redemption, Come to Wisdom's Door, How to Have an Out-of-Body Experience, uh, The Frequency of Otara, and the brand new, brand, brand, brand new Astral Projection Made Easy. Uh, it's also linked up at thekingdomofnight.com. And if you really want to go down the ultimate rabbit hole, well, that is at outofbodytravel.org. Wow. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, Marilyn, I want to uh, uh, release you from the hook here and wish you a very, a very pleasant rest of your morning. You've been uh, really brought the goods tonight. We're absolutely uh, informative on so many different levels and if it makes you you know if you wonder i'm here to tell you you have most certainly left all of us at a higher vibration than you found us awesome that's great to hear thank you so much thanks for having me <laughs> absolutely and you'll get a couple of emails from me here tonight uh, before i go to bed and gosh wow marilyn hughes i mean she is an amazing amazing lady Wow. And, you know, gracious enough to go about a half an hour overtime here with us to answer your questions out there. And so, well, my friends, experience out of body and perhaps get to know the lightning. Right? I mean, there's so much out there waiting for you. And Marilyn Hughes wants you to get to know it. Go to her website, outofbodytravel.org. You will find something there that your spirit needs. And I will catch you tomorrow night at the same time at the same place. We are going to go on a whole new ride with, you know, another amazing, amazing person in the night. Please be good to each other out there. And good night. That's our show, everybody. Good night. <laughs>